Welcome to the Draft Guys Podcast, where your hosts, Shanzi and Bobby B, will discuss fantasy hockey and the latest news in the NHL. Join the conversation on the Draft Guys YouTube channel with a comment and a like. Now, let's drop the puck. As you guys just heard, it's season two, episode one. We started things off. We got a new intro. We're pretty excited about it. And we're excited for the new season. We want to take this time to thank all our listeners who listened to us in season one, carrying over to season two, keeping the dream alive for Shanzi and Bobby and myself. We're very excited about it. On this episode, we're going to have a guest caller. His name is Dave Austin. He is a powerhouse. He is a Goliath in the hockey pool. He's really hard to take down every single year. He's got the draft nailed down and he's got... Basically, just the season figured out. He knows how to get these wins, and he knows how to get in playoffs. I only eliminated him in the finals, or the semifinals to go into the finals, then take on Ben Cockman, who ended up winning the whole league. So I couldn't do it, but he was right on my tails again. He won it the year before. He is going to be a great guest caller for us to listen to. I'm going to try to pry a little bit of draft strategy from him. He's probably going to be sly. He's probably going to hold it back a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Shanzi, uh, what do you think about last year with your hockey team? Just a quick recap. Uh, my hockey team, I was all over the map. I, I didn't fail um, completely until about halfway through the season when my goalies just uh, imploded on themselves. I was doing quite well up to midway through the season. My goalies went sideways and I was trying to pick up anyone that was not injured. And I ended up picking goalies in uh, the North Division. And it was just a big mistake because there was a lot of scoring in the North division, especially with me, David existing. And um, it didn't really help my goalie categories. Goalies did you have? Sorry, I just needed a little refresher. I ended up having Frederick Anderson as my like starting goalie, but then he ended up losing the job basically. And the Jack Campbell. Yeah. And then I ended up just picking up everyone. And then I had Jacob Markstrom, which was, uh, I'm a little bit of a Canucks fan, as you know, and he went to Calgary. So I was hoping for big things and it didn't really just work out as I was expecting and Calgary wasn't really working out as I was expecting. So overall, I just had this situation where um, I was ended up picking up like any goalie, just trying to scrape out wins at that point. Um, Cause I was giving up basically the rest of the categories that I had. This off season last year, hockey was totally different. You know, we had hockey in July delayed the start of the season. We got to go through a whole new era of hockey, COVID hockey, different divisions, but also for the off season, we had the Seattle Kraken draft. It just, it's, you know, it's a new team in Seattle. Do you think it's going to change how players are drafted this season? I, I, I think like in the sense there's going to be, obviously there's now more players in the NHL. When you have a new team, there's more players going to come in more, more players that, that get a chance to break out into the league on all teams. Right. Because as you lose those players to the Kraken, you have to have fill that spot. You bring a guy up from the AHL or a, a draft uh, drafted individual. It sucks that we picked uh, a year that was also associated with COVID. So any drafted players, they might not get the same um, the same chance to break into the league as a first round pick. Right? Buffalo might have that with uh, Powers. He might not get the draft. Uh, sorry, he might not get to play right away. I wouldn't necessarily say this year it's going to be a big change. I think next year. Uh, next season after hopefully COVID sort of died down, disappeared. I think we're going to see a lot of new players and I think there's going to be a huge change on your, your draft list. Yeah. Now we've been doing this keeper of the league for a long time. I believe we actually started it with Vegas gold Knights first season and the same thing, you know, we talked about, okay, you know, you got to draft a Vegas player. 
but we all assumed the team was going to be really bad. They made it to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Now, I'm telling you right now, I'm not doing it this year with the Seattle Krakens. I think the Seattle Krakens are a horrible team. I've seen what, you know, like, yeah, they drafted some good players, but for the players that were available on the board, like when we recapped the draft, there was a lot of players that only had like two games, three games. It's an AHL team, basically. So I'm going to pretty much avoid Seattle Kraken players. The only thing I'd ever dabble with, probably with Seattle Krakens, is probably defense if I'm looking for a defensive player. Yeah, you know, they have some strong defense. Uh, they got a, a pretty good goalie, actually, as well. He's not going to get you wins. Like you said, the team is an AHL team. I I don't know what the theory was. Uh, I know we talked about that they are maybe going to acquire draft capital in the future. Um, they want to be low on the salary cap. They don't want to spend the money this season because it was sort of a wash that they thought. That's possible. And they could be maybe positioning themselves in the future. Right now, just being an AHL team uh, with some NHL players on that team, I, I, I don't, I can't see them doing well. A lot of us didn't think Vegas was going to do well either, so I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth on this, but I don't see them being higher than the bottom of the Pacific Division. I'm going to say it. I think I, I project them being bottom of the Pacific Division. Before we got uh, we dive into our conversation with Dave here, let's just ask one more question. So for my team in our Keeper League, we get to keep two keepers every single year. Last year I did a trade. I traded my lower draft pick acquired Panarin to a team that also was really good and they weren't able to keep all three or all four of their top players. Message the GM. I said, hey, I'm interested in one of your players who you're keeping. He let me know. Panarin was available. I did a trade, worked out, got Panarin. Now, again, Ben Cockman won this year. I asked him, hey man, who are you keeping? And I found out Zibanejad was available. You know, worked out a deal, took his lower draft pick, gave him my 17th round draft pick. And I'm keeping both those players as keepers in my league this year in my team, Arlen Alamos, greatest team name on earth. What are you doing going into the draft strategy? Who's your keepers? You're going to try to work at a quick deal before the draft because it's the only time that you get a trade draft pick. I want to say that you're putting a lot of uh, cards into New York. I, I think New York is going to do well. They got a new coach and they got some great players as well. I want to say that I think that, you know, I, I, I was a guy that Chicago players last year. And it worked out well for me, but it, it's a risk because you end up taking something that works or something that doesn't. And once you keep those players, you've kept them, right? So I have Stamkos on my team. He got injured again last year. He always gets injured. I don't know if I'm going to keep him. I got Patty Kane. Patty Kane has Jonathan Taze back. He was doing really good things with Alex Dabrinkat. Uh, Kirby Doc is going to have a full healthy season now. I think I'm going to probably keep Patty Kane. Uh, this might be the first year that I'm going to keep two keepers if I can make a trade happen. I have thrown a trade out there. I haven't got a response on it yet, um, but if it works, then I'm going to possibly have two guys I'm going to be keeping. Well, you already got me hooked on the line here. What's the uh, what's the deal that's out in the... I, 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 can't, I can't really l- let it loose because... Uh, I, uh, I threw a trade out to uh, Dave Austin, the guy that we're talking with, and uh, he didn't. Re- we haven't really talked about it in any way, and uh, I think he's feeling out what else exists for that individual, and uh, I think maybe I might be lower on the board if he if he wants to take that up. All right, well, I'll respect that. I won't I won't quiz up Dave on it uh, unless he brings it up himself. But good to know, good to know. So I, I you know I got a little feel. That was a good question. I'm got my interviewer cap on and I'm pretty excited about that. So let's just dive straight into this phone call with Dave right now. He's on the line. He's been waiting patiently. Let's do this. 
Yeah, he placed third uh, in the hockey pool last year and he got a win the year before, but we can't really give it to him because there was no actual playoffs. It was cut short because of COVID. So he was winning the league. Uh, Would he have won the actual league if we had playoffs? Probably not. Being an Edmonton Oilers fan, he would have started making some misjudgments with his team and uh, really started to, to fail there. All right, Dave, the first the first question for you is going to be a curveball here. How did you come up with your team name for the fantasy pool? Full of great ideas, and that one just kind of clicked in my head. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. Hatrick O'Hulan. I'm looking. I'm just looking at some of the names in our pool right now, and they're pretty mediocre. I change. I, mean, my, I change my name every year. Um, I haven't got a chance to change my name yet, but there are some mediocre names for sure. Yeah. Going back to my win a couple of years ago, like that team was unbeatable. Uh, I don't think it would have mattered. I could have got rid of half my team and still won. But if you want to put asterisks on that, that's fine. Uh, well, the, whether or not there is an asterisk, we all know deep down in your heart that you know there is one. So, it, you know, whether or not yeah. that, the team was really dominant or not, there's always going to be the COVID Cup asterisk attached to your win. But, it, you know, it comes been, down the money deposited into my account. That's all that matters. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. You got any strategies well, this year coming up? Well, I obviously would have had a landslide win last year too, but injuries happen. You know, you can't predict these things. Yeah, I got a knock. Um, I got the pleasure of knocking you out with a couple of Detroit goalies there in the last day of the playoffs. Yeah, well, currently I got a couple trade proposals, but no one's uh, no one's biting. I don't know. I got to get rid of Pasternak. I don't know. It's gonna be dicey. I think. I think there's gonna be lots of vetoes. Uh, Pasternak is going to be pretty dicey because um, he is ranked eighth to go in the first round at number eight. If you can't get a trade going, you think you're just going to not keep anybody and try to go for him again? Well, I think everybody's scared of me. They don't want to touch it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I got to keep Hedman, obviously. He's my boy. So confident. I've done a little research. I want to go all others, but I think that's a little risky. I don't know. What do you worry about it? What's your personal opinion of, you know, I got a, I got a mock draft right in front of me. I'm looking at it. Connor McDavid goes first. Lee and Dreisaitl goes second. We know those players, there's going to be a deal done to keep those players. They have, so we basically have the two of the best players in the NHL on the Oilers. Yet the Oilers can't get past round one of the playoffs. What do you think about that? Well, we'll do what we always do. We'll, Blame it on goaltending. So you you talking about goaltending right now? You guys got Mike Smith. He's locked up for the next two years. Um, this was a very rich off season for goaltending. You guys spent a lot of money. <laughs> you guys also have Koskinen, who struggled heavily last year. What do you mm-hmm, think about mm-hmm. still holding the same goalie duo going into this season? I'm not I'm not thrilled about it to be honest. Uh, I thought we'd make. A little bit of a push to get somebody. There was, like you said, there's lots of goalies. I wanted Grubauer, but he's expensive. Kostinen, I think he's a bum. Smith, he's old, but he's reliable. He was definitely, like, he had some of the best numbers in NHL last year when he was playing. But uh, if they're going to go 50 50 this year, I'm a little worried. We got Skinner, number three. He hasn't proven himself yet. And I was actually thinking that on this offseason, because there was a lot of goalies that needed to be moved, that uh, the Oilers were going to make a splash to get in there and possibly acquire one of them. I thought you guys were going to get a Columbus goalie 100%, but that just didn't pan out at all. Who's that, Elvis? Uh, yeah, Elvis or... Uh, so we have another young guy, that young stud. Corpusello. Yeah. I thought oh, you guys right. were going to get Corpusello, but that, that just didn't happen, and I was a little shocked by that. That would have been lovely. No, we went a couple dudes. You got Keith for five and a half. I don't know about that. He's a good player, but five and a half is a little steep, but I'll take him. Well, let, let's, run, uh, let, let's run through some money quickly. So 
Ken Holland this year spent more money than pretty much any GM in an off season. You guys ended up picking up Zach Hyman for 38.5 million, seven years. Great pickup. You guys re-signed Ryan Nugent Hopkins for uh, 41 million. Okay, eight years. <laughs> you guys ended up paying Nurse, which doesn't kick in this year. It doesn't kick until next year. But you guys gave him uh, an eight-year, $74 million contract extension, putting him third, I think it is, for a defenseman now getting paid. Yeah, not thrilled about that one. Yeah, you guys gave out a lot of money and a lot of term. I, I'm more I'm more shocked that not only did all that happen, you guys ended up shipping out Ethan Bear. You guys shipped out Caleb Jones. You guys pulled bum, in Duncan. Bum. But you pulled in Duncan Keith, who's not much better, but he's costing oh, a little bit more. Hall of Famer. He knows how to win. He's won at every he's won at every level in hockey. So, you know, you bring that seniority, that that winner in your locker room, it just radiates, you know, and you grab onto that and you just run it. That's what Connor needed. Yeah, I, help I, I, I definitely do think that bringing in um, a veteran that 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 has that composure going into the playoffs. Um, and he's I, a psycho. <laughs> like he, he slashes people's heads off. That is true. Yeah, and you need that because you already don't have a guy named Zach Cassian that slashes people's heads off. Cool, underrated player. <laughs> I I got a picture in front of me of Cassian beating up Kachuk right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that going with the uh, Trevor Linden jersey that's now hanging above your bed? Buddy, I replaced that two days ago. I had Gretzky hanging there now. Well, I know, I know, I, I saw the Instagram post of you, uh, you hanging Gretzky down in the basement. But <laughs> Trevor Linden had to go somewhere, and the only where I can imagine it going is somewhere that you know every morning tr- you wake up and you look at it. The trash. It's, the trash, <laughs> it's yeah. above your bed, bud. Don't lie. Oh uh, no! But well, the old lady, she's a Vancouver Canucks fan. She wanted something down here, but I just couldn't handle it. I was sick to my stomach. I was almost, I almost queasy looking at it. So <laughs> I don't know. maybe I'll just get like a autographed hockey card and put it in the corner. So she has something down here, but it just was clashing with my man cave. So on this uh, fantasy draft that we have going on here, they project Ryan Nugent Hopkins going 99 round nine. So yeah, Edmonton Oilers goes one, two, and then another player, Ryan doesn't get drafted until round nine. What do you think about that? Mm. That's, a, that's a far spread I don't know. for Oilers. I don't know. It is. I think Nuge is, so what did he get? He got six, six million a year is that again? Nuge, uh, he got 41 million uh, over eight years. So I don't know. Mm. I think it was, well, I, he like, he ended up maxing the contract, obviously, the, that you can get for a term being on, it's going to make him the, one of the longest running, if he stays that whole eight years with Edmonton, it's going to make him one of the right. longest running Oilers uh, in history. He's good. Like I like that line, uh, Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. They were really clicking last year. Nuge has always been soft. Uh, he's not a first overall pick. Lamis number went number two that year. He's obviously a better player. You might look at the points and they're similar, but you're not scared of Nuge coming down the ice. He's... He, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's better defensively now, but are you kind of dark coming down the ice against Darnell Nurse or Tyson Berry as you're starting to line up in the defense? Oh, that's a star-studded lineup that I, I'm just so happy with. Um, I Nurse is good, but he's like he still skates like a giraffe out there. I wouldn't pay him that much. He gets you put him on the power play, which I hated because they'd uh, 
for sometimes he would start in, instead of Barry on the power play and it didn't click. All he does is hack people in front of the net and clear the crease. His hands are good. He's just mean. Sure, he had lots of points last year, but to get paid the third highest defenseman in the league, no. The, the, the only upside is it doesn't actually kick in until next year. So, you know, this year I think he's getting still paid at not even in the top 20. So he's no. still Well, we'll, see. we'll see what he does. This, will, this year we'll, he'll have to prove himself. Edmonton Loy uh, lost Adam Larson to the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I saw him last night in Calgary. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Everly got the game winner. He's still a stud. Yeah. So who's the uh, first Seattle Krakens you're going to draft in this year's uh, draft that we do this Monday? I don't know. I Schwartz is good. You're not going to go after um, Everly? No, that, that team is an AHL team. Other than, well, Gio's kind of lo- Did you see his penalty or shootout move last night? He fanned on it. He shot it into the corner. <laughs> Well, he didn't. Oh, he, you. he didn't want to really like, to... show the team up. He already got a goal. Well, yeah, I think that's what he learned in the Saddle Dome for all those years. Thump and chase, business as usual. People are high fiving and had a good time. <laughs> so last year in the fantasy pool, you had your strategy for drafting was obviously you're going after the better grinders right off the hop. You went after Tom Wilson um, pretty early on. I believe you went after uh, Vander Kane pretty early on as well. Uh, I just assume that Brady to Chuck was probably in your eyesight as well. What's your draft strategy this year? Well, you want to get my secrets right now? Come on. Well, you know, I like the, I like our setup. You know, I'm in this one and another one. I like the roto draft. It uh, makes you more of a GM and obviously that's why I thrive. (laughs) Do my research. Sure. You could pick McDavid and he's going to get lots of points, but I like the, I like the all-around guys, and you're, uh, you don't have to make a lot of moves throughout the season. You, you already you got your hits, you got your shots, you got your points. But, yeah, um, Wilson, yeah, he's a he's a unicorn. He does it all. I'm worried about him this year. He's been suspended so many times. He's going to catch a guy center ice and be suspended like half the year. Yeah. I don't know. He, look, he might even go to jail. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Rangers brought Reeves right close to home. So, you know, there's going to be fights going. They're going to fight every game, obviously. So you were uh, but, you were talking about David Pasternak. He threw some trades out there. We're in a keeper league. Um, you've had him for three years. You got to get rid of him. If for some reason you can't keep Pasternak or trade him for a better draft position or just another keeper, do you have any players that you plan on keeping this year right now that's in your roster? Someone just uh, made a trade proposal for me. Um, ninth round pick for Kale McCarr. I, and I don't know. I thought that was kind of a joke. But if I accepted that, I could keep Hedman and Kale McCarr and get it. I have to get rid of Pasta. Currently, have a Pasternak for Ovechkin trade out there. I don't think he's going to pull the trigger, but you know, I got to try. That's uh, not. That's not. That's not a bad trade. Are you guys also throwing draft picks in in, in that conversation? Well, or is it just well, a one he can for decline, one? He, he can decline it, and then we can talk. You know, we got to we got to feel him out a bit. Like you said, I do have I do have Wilson. I could keep him. I do, he's my boy, Alex Ovechkin. That's got, with uh, Brand Fabi, correct? Yeah, that's right. So you're gonna keep, yeah. possibly Tom Wilson, eh? Well, you never know. Like, he's in this trade bait. I don't know. That's kind of a long shot. There's so many good players out there right now that I need those points. Actually, do you know what I agree with you? There's underrated because there's a guy that I would have kept uh, pretty early on which would be JT Miller with Vancouver. You know, he does, he's one of those well-rounded players. He does it all except for throwing big hits, but he's one of those, you know, he has three positions listed under his name. And I love JT Miller. Yeah, so do I. He's a good player. He's uh, he's only good when Pedersen is 
back on the team. What's the what's the news with him? Yeah, well, <laughs> right now, signed? well, no, neither, uh, right now, neither is Hughes. Yeah, Hughes and um, Pedersen haven't signed yet, and uh, right now, basically, we have a cap issue. That's why they want to play on a good team. No, so well, we, we, we have they, their, they we, probably want they we, probably want out. We have their rights. It's not like they can go anywhere. Okay, you know what I mean. Right. Um, I think this is going to be something similar to Toronto. Uh, we're going to have to use the long-term injury reserve to get these players signed. And for that to happen, we can't actually sign them until the season starts, if that makes sense. You mean the Tampa Bay? But Tampa Bay does it as well, right? They use the long-term injury reserve to their advantage so they can go over the cap, right? We got Furland, who's um, mush in the head right now. He's getting, Right when his contract goes to long-term injury reserve, then we'll have some cap room there. What are we going to do? There's no way you can sign them both long-term. Pedersen's I think we'll probably get a bridge deal while they'll try to sign Quinn Hughes for long-term. I think you have to weigh it up in the sense of a a center and a defenseman, and and you don't really get that level of defenseman appearing all the time in the NHL, and those are the players that you probably want to keep longer because I feel like a a centerman is easier to uh, re-sign or trade in the future. yeah, you gotta you gotta build your you gotta build your team around those two guys. So you guys you gotta pay them the money. Of course, yeah, thrill of the krill. It didn't oh, help. It didn't man. help when he signed that. You know what I mean? Um, and that it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help too when you got people like Austin Matthews getting doing nothing really in the career because I I you know I I think personal accolades are good, but. <laughs> You have to win as a team, right? You can be the greatest player that exists, but if you can't get past the first round, are you worth $12 million? I had this conversation all summer with people. McDavid (laughs) is getting paid too much if he can't pull the trigger and get them past one round. That being said, I don't necessarily think these players should be maxing out their, their available salary as still well, a restricted you, free agent. You got to be a little team friendly. Well, you, you expect you them to team, be, but, you but it's, it's, it's not happening anymore. It, it's like you, these players are getting signed. They're getting paid big money. Austin Matthews um, is the, is a prime example. What He's a great player. I've like, I'm not going against him in that McDavid, I hate great, great player. <laughs> but if you look, I'm, at, I'm you, not a Matthews fan. If you look at the big money that was given to the Chicago boys, it was after they brought home hardware. Yes, it put the a team, lot of hardware, a lot of hardware. And the team has now struggled because of it, but they got to experience the high. And if you never get to experience the high and you're absolutely stricken at the salary cap, what's the point of spending that kind of money? And I, and I think we need to step back as fans, as GMs and everything. And I, these boys are going to get paid. They're going to get paid for a long time. They need to take yeah. friendly deals. And I'm talking all across the board. McDavid, 12 million. Oh, yeah. He should be 10 <laughs> until he makes it past yeah. the second well, even, round. We'll look at Boston. They all had like max six mil and there was all of them. It was like Pass, Marchand, Bergeron, the whole works of them. Prime example. It's a little bit. Of, yeah. And, and, they just, and, and they just signed Hall too at a very friendly deal. It's the culture. It's that we can still make moves. We're not. We're not stricken at the trade deadline. We always have available space. It it, it really is showing you the culture in the NHL. Since Boston won the cup, they have always been relevant. Well, yeah, like they're winning has. team. They're winning team that as everybody wants to go play for now. Yeah. And they're willing, they're willing to be at a very palatable 
are willing to be at a very palatable contract to keep the the core group together and keep them competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's the Vegas odds win the cup this year? Was, was it Colorado last year? It was Colorado. This year probably Tampa again. I, I'm going to where do you think the Oilers are? Are they in the top I 10? Think, I, mean, I think they're nine. So here's the question for you, Dave. When are you taking Oliver Ekman Larson? What round? Oof. Now that he's a Vancouver. He's a toss-up. I know. He's just been a stay-at-home D-man lately. Eh? Like his, his point productions went down. He's still a great player. Is he going to be on the power play? Uh, probably. What round? I haven't looked at any Canucks. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. You know there are some what? great players on the team. Yeah, they're all right. You're definitely going. Who's your, I don't even know who your starting goalie is. Demko or Alak? Demko. Hundred percent. Hundred percent is Demko. Uh, Could be a fifty-fifty. It'll be more of a fifty-fifty thing, I think, to start with. But Demko always ends up yeah. on top. Okay, I got some odds in front of me right now. You got Edmonton Oilers eleventh overall with twenty-three to one right now. So a little, a little, little lower than the ninth you were expecting. You got Colorado. First overall was six to one. Tampa Bay six fifty to one, and then the Golden Knights seven to one. If you had, if you had one pick right now, not just going off the betting odds, you had to choose one team to win the Stanley Cup. If you were going to the end of the season, who are you picking? And don't say the Oilers because you're an Oilers fan. No, I, it's the one team that's I off think, the board. I think Vegas, man. Like they've been in the Eastern, the Western Finals like <clears throat> since they got in. They just buzz like. Did they beat Colorado last year? No. They did yeah, beat they Colorado. Did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. They like, almost got just, beat by Minnesota and then was beat by Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you go with Vegas. You got an organization that runs very high to the salary cap. They got a lot of stars of themselves. Flurry, the face of the organization, he got traded. He got sent over to Chicago. He woke up. He saw it on Twitter. What do you think? What do you think in the whole evolution of hockey how would you feel if you were the face of an organization from the start and then you woke up the gm never even called you and you found out from social media that you're getting traded what do you think of that as a team uh aspect? Oh, it's a slap of the face man like and flurry just gets better with age <laughs> he's a winning he's a winning goalie everywhere he goes he wins which who who would you kept him or uh leonard yeah he's kind of well, Leonard just he, fell he, off the books last year. I had him in my fantasy league, and he was absolutely trash. He was getting well, yeah, still, like, but he was absolutely trash. His numbers were garbage. His forwards were just bailing him out. I did the same thing. I got Leonard. I would say early, but mid draft, and then all of a sudden, Flurry was getting more games and getting more wins and outperformed him. But I know they had they had to get rid of one guy, but. Personally, I'm a Flurry flan, and Flurry has had some troubles in the playoffs, but he didn't lose mm-hmm. in the playoffs, right? I don't ever take it as him when he was playing for Vegas that he lost the series for them, right? You have right. Play, you had, he did get blamed for that. Yeah, you had players that just, we're talking top NHL players not showing up. And and being clutch when it was clutch, are are you are you going to say that you know he let in all those goals against uh, San Jose and it was his fault? No, because the defense couldn't get it out of the zone, right? They couldn't get it out of the zone. Yeah, yeah he let the pucks in, and he, he's that's the time when he needs to shine. I get that, but in the end, you can't blame it on one person because it's a team. It's a team sport, right? The only thing you can blame yeah. on one person is getting past the first round. And if you're getting paid $12 million, you should be able to get past the first round. <laughs> Is that an Oilers jab again? 
It is. <laughs> you can make fun of the Maple Leaf, but I mean, it hurts when you call it, call it the Royals. One, 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 one more question it, question on the North Division talking. Um, at the end of the yeah. season, McDavid, he was getting closer and closer to getting this point. Everyone's like, is he going to get 100 points? And then is he going to get 105 points? Is he going to get 110 points? And and, <laughs> and, he, and he kept saying, no, no, honest. And he kept saying, he kept saying, oh, I'm not focusing on that. I'm not focusing on that. And he goes out and gets four points a game. Do you think McDavid was, do you think McDavid looked better playing just against Canadian teams? Because overall, I would say the Canadian defensive zone is a lot weaker than the rest of the league. Or do you think that Uh, McDavid is that good that he just was able to walk over these teams and he's going to see the same explosion? I think a little bit of both. I think he played the the D so many times for the season and he knew how to expose them. But yeah, the North Division might have been a little weaker than the other ones, but he was still playing against NHL defenseman, like there's still some studs out there. Will he get that many points? Yes, he'll probably get 150 this year. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. Like he, he's buzzing. He, he's pumped throughout for the Olympics. I hope Olympics still goes and everything's good. I see. They already said no fans in China, but whatever. I, I'm. I hope Drysaddle keeps. Like he has been like overperforming like than I thought. For a couple of years now, he just kind of came out of nowhere, and I was a superstar. So, All right, I hope Dave. they're still the one-two punch. I got one more question for you. Um, it's going to be a little yeah. left-field question. So, on the podcast, for some reason, Sean and I got tied up talking about Buffalo a lot. We thought Buffalo was going to be a great team popping uh, last season. We thought they did some good pickups, good moves, new ownership was going to change the momentum in that room. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just completely crumbled. We look like idiots. The entire season talking about Buffalo possibly turning it around. They blew up their team. Jack Eichel lost his C this offseason, didn't pass his physical. Now, obviously, there's people in the league that don't research as much as other people, like other GMs. Like, I know yourself that you probably do quite a bit of research because you get into the finals every single year and you're impossible to take down. When do you yeah. think Jack Eichel is going to be taken in the draft? I don't know, man. I don't even know if he's going to play this year. He's a really... That's a good question. It's risky. So when he gets the surgery, it's, he's only, he'll play half the year at the most. Um, I think he'll go late rounds and he'll put, put on the IR. I'm not touching him. So, there's not, so even if he's sitting there around round 17, his name's still floating around, you're not going to just say pick him up? Yeah, if he, if it's late and I think I I got my superstars and I'm good to go, uh, I'd pick him up. Yeah, but yeah, I was with you like last year. They had a good team on paper. They picked up some good guys and overpaid, but I thought they were going to be great. And I was cheering for them because I don't know this fan. I've been through the struggles and Buffalo. They're they're a sports town like Buffalo Bill Sabers. Like they deserved it. And then all of a sudden. They just blow up their team again, like completely. And then they get Owen Power. Imagine being Owen Power going to Buffalo. Great. <laughs> Imagine being yeah. Jack Eichel still in Buffalo. Yeah. Man, I don't know what he's got to do to get out of there. Just take a, I don't know, four million pay, pay cut or something. Go anywhere. Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to get out of there. That's for sure. Because what's he getting paid? Like ten, eleven. Yeah, I think he's ten million a season at max yeah. term. I'm pretty sure. I think. Yeah, ten million max yeah. term. I think he has. But then he, yeah, he that, whole, that, that whole thing with the surgery where he wants the whole the whole disc replaced, and then they just want to fuse it. Fuse it. I think fuse. the team does, 
And then it's a difference of opinion. And I like it. That, that's a whole thing of the NHL that I'm like, I, I wouldn't really want to be a part of like at what point when it's like, it's my body, I should be able to choose and you don't have, yeah, exactly. right? that, that's a bit weird, but, um, you know, and it could also, have been resolved already. Yeah. He'd be skating. Yeah. Right now if they just did what he asked for. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's pain, man. It's tough. Yeah. You know, he'll probably go to the Oilers. Yeah, go to the Oilers, and then uh, yeah. skate with Seidel and McDavid. But you know, it's what they say about the Buffalo Sabers or the Oilers of the South, right? So, right. <laughs> okay, Dave, uh, we got a draft coming up on Monday. You all ready for this? Oh, I'm raring to go. I'm excited. Okay, buddy. Good luck this year. It was great uh, having a conversation with you. Great talking Oilers, and uh, I'll see you on the draft floor. You bet. Thanks, boys. Okay, talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Bye.